Welcome to the 139th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with New York Times bestselling author of the Wimpy Kids series, Jeff Kinney. And as you will hear, I had special help on this interview with, from my son, Zachary. Stay tuned for the interview. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Jeff Kinney, author of the best-selling Diary of the Wimpy Kid books. The books have found a very large and very loyal audience, and to date, there have been three successful Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies as well. Jeff Kinney, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Sure. Well, your latest book, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Hard Luck, is in bookstores today. So for those listeners and readers who weren't at the bookstore this morning when it opened, can can you give them a sense of what Greg Heffley and the gang is up to in your new book? Sure. In this book, Hard Luck, Greg is uh, he's on his own for the first time. He's a loner. He's uh, he's without his best friend, Rally Jefferson, who now has, has a girlfriend. Um, so Greg is looking at his life and the decisions he's made and, and where they've got him. And he, he ultimately decides uh, to turn his life over to fate and to let fate make decisions for him. <laughs> okay. Well, well, Sadie wants to know if the Diary of a Wimpy Kid stories are based on your own life, and did you ever want to be a rock and roll star when you were a kid? <laughs> I um, that's great. I I think that there's a lot of the uh, a lot of my my childhood DNA in these stories. Um, I'm not gonna say they're strictly autobiographical, but there there are a lot of real um, real life events that inspired the jokes and the humor in my books. Sure. And as far as a rock star. Uh, no, that's not what I wanted for myself, but, um, but I do enjoy some karaoke for, from time to time. <laughs> Great. Well, well, Brady wants to know if there will be any new characters in, in your new book, Hard Luck. Let's see. There is, uh, I think that, yeah, there are some kids, um, some bad kids named the Mingo kids who, who live in the woods near Greg's, uh, Greg's house. Um, and they are, they are brand new to the story. Great, great. Well, well, Jesse wanted to know if if Roderick's band gets famous. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, Roderick's band already is famous. Uh, you know, yeah. you've seen Loaded Diaper in movies, so uh, I think he's already made it. True, he true. just doesn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Jesse also wanted to know if you could make another character. Have you ever thought about um, what that would be? <laughs> Um, that's a good question. I, I've thought from time to time about having a girlfriend for, for Greg, but I'm not exactly sure what, what, uh, what that would look like or what she would look like or, or how she would behave. So I need to think about that more, but I think one day that, that could happen. Great. Well, do you think of diary of wimpy kid books to be graphic novels? Um, I think of them as cartoons inside of books. Um, you know the 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 you know the the DNA of my my books is in comic strips and and they're just sort of comic strips unbound. Um, so I think that uh, you know I, I'm not sure exactly what I'd call it, and I'd I'd leave that debate up to somebody else. Sure, sure. Well, you just mentioned that that they you know uh, have this kind of genesis as cartoon strips. Uh, when did you first start drawing cartoons? And, and obviously, the, um, that, that's how they started out, correct? I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I became a, a comic. Uh, I, I became a cartoonist in college, and in about 1989, I developed a comic strip called Igdoof in at Villanova University, and then I took him uh, with me to Maryland when I transferred, and and wrote for about three years uh, or three more years. Um, so that's where it all started out, and then. Um, when I couldn't uh, break into newspaper cartooning the way I had hoped to, uh, I tried a different path, and 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 luckily it stuck. And what was that different path? Was it the books, or was did it start out as an online comic? It started off as an online book, so it, it looked very similar to uh, you know to what my my final book ended up being. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, so what, what is your creative process like when you're working on one of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books? Do you, do you draw the cartoons first as you're thinking about the plot or are you also, you know, um, writing the prose as well? How, how does that process work for you? It starts with the jokes for me. I, I usually, um, you know, take a lot of time and write, write down, uh, tons of jokes, and then I I uh, try to figure out which ones are the best ones to use. I, I need about 350 to 375 uh, good jokes to make a good book, and um, then I then I'll take all those ideas and see if I can string them together in, into some sort of uh, plot. Interesting. And and what has been your your involvement with the movies, and and what do you what do you think of the movies? The movies have been a lot of fun. Uh, my involvement as an author was on the high end as far as in terms of uh, total involvement. I was there on set for about half of each uh, filming, and um, I contributed in lots of different ways, uh, including uh, to add you know my my thoughts to the casting process and and some other things uh, like that. So it it really was a um, an enriching experience for me. I thought the movies were fun and they added emotional um, content to the to the stories that aren't, aren't really in my books. Sure. And and are there plans for a, another movie at this point? There aren't plans for another live action movie, mm-hmm. uh, but there are plans for an animated holiday uh, special and maybe more specials beyond that. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and would that be on TV or is it too early to say? Uh, that would be on TV. That's the plan. That's great. That's great. Um, so when you're talking to to um, to your readers and to to your audience, uh, do you have suggestions for them on on writing or, or, or drawing or cartooning in, in terms of, you know, if they're interested in that and, and would like to, you know, one day maybe write their own stories, write their own jokes, um, draw their own comics? What, what kind of advice would you offer those um, young, uh, aspiring writers or cartoonists? I, I, um, recommend that they develop their talent over time and give themselves time to, to, um, become skilled. You know, if you're, if, if you're talking about playing basketball or becoming a dancer or anything like that, you have to put in a certain amount of time to become an expert at it. Um, and the same goes with, um, with writing. I think that you, really should take a lot of time, um, maybe up to say 10 years, um, to really, um, become good at it. Um, uh, because it's not likely that the first thing that you come up with will, will be good enough uh, for publication. Great. And, and at this point, do you have a favorite diary of a wimpy kid book or is it, is it always the, the one that you just finished? 
I think it is always the one I just finished, but I, I'll always have a special um, feeling about the Red Book because the, the first book was the one, you know, that before that I hadn't had any success as a, as a published uh, author or cartoonist, and you know that that's what broke it open for me. Sure, sure. And um, as I mentioned at the at the beginning, I mean, obviously you're a best-selling writer. I think the 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 number now is 115 million books in print when when this book is published today. Has that sunken in at this point? <laughs> it's uh, it's a neat. It's um, I I was excited to 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 get to that hundred million mark. I, I was uh, you know that that's a number that was very meaningful to me, and and um, I'm very excited that you know five years into my writing career that that you know I've I've gotten past that, and but it also is very. Um, it's humbling because if you look at the other books that have more than a hundred million in print, they're, you know, really big, uh, brands like, um, Clifford, the big red dog and Winnie the Pooh and, and other books like that. And, and they're, you know, it's like, I'm sure that the authors of those books thought, okay, well, my next idea will be just as big. Um, you know, but even somebody like JK Rowling, who is a genius, uh, storyteller, you know, it's not likely that she'll ever, create another phenomenon. Um, and so, uh, you know, just, just by the odds, you don't see a, a, an author's name on more than one uh, series on that list. Sure. Sure. Have you had time to think beyond the, the new book, uh, hard luck, which is in bookstores today? Have you started thinking about what you're going to work on next? I have, I think I just have just one joke for my next book. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, I have a long way to go, but, uh, I saw that a neighbor recently, um, you know, their kid is like eight or nine years old now, but they, they just put out their, uh, you know, plastic, uh, uh, potty, uh, seat and, um, and the diaper genie and things like that from when the kid was uh, much younger. And, and I think that's just, you know, hilarious that they, that the parents don't see that that might be embarrassing for the kids. Um, <laughs> So things like that, I always, you know, always strike me as being very funny. Yeah, but that's a momentous occasion for a parent, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, I remember that from our own family. Right. <laughs> I think I think I actually took a photo and and like overshared on Facebook those annoying people. Great. <laughs> right. So, um, um, have uh, do you remember? when you originally had the idea for, for Diary of a Wimpy Kid, do you, do you, do you remember how it started for you in the beginning or was it just something that, that kind of came to you over time? Um, it was something that, uh, it kind of came to me all at once when I realized that I couldn't, um, draw the way that I needed to, um, for, uh, for publication. Um, so, you know, for cartoon publication, for syndication. Um, so I, I realized that I, I didn't have what it took and I could only draw like a kid. So I decided to embrace that and draw like a kid on purpose. Hmm. And, and, and what do you, what do you mean exactly that you feel like you didn't, was it, was it just a matter of kind of technical accomplishment of, of drawing? Is that, is that what you're kind of referring to? Yeah, I, I could write pretty well. Uh, in mm -hmm. fact, I, I felt like my writing was strong, but I didn't, um, but I knew that my illustrations were not, and you know, I could, it was pretty plain to me that um, <laughs> that everybody else could draw. Uh, everybody who was syndicated was at a at a completely different level. Um, 
uh, I just couldn't make my pen do what what other cartoonists could do. Um, so I, uh, you know, I eventually just uh, embraced that. Sure. When when you when you first started trying to um, go after a, a syndicated comic strip um, uh, kind of career, or, or or you know, had thoughts about that, were were there uh, biographies or were there there successful cartoonists that you that you read about and and you know, wanted to possibly model your career on? Was, was there anything there that kind of motivated you? Well, I had wanted to become a part of that, that brotherhood or brother and sisterhood of cartoonists um, that, you know, was a part of my childhood, like, uh, uh, big, uh, I'm sorry, um, like uh, Calvin and Hobbes and the far side and, and uh, maybe big Nate and, um, and, and some others. Um, but, I, uh, you know, and, and so those were the people that I wanted to be like and that I wanted to, whose company I wanted to enjoy. But um, it didn't, uh, it didn't happen for me in the way that I had hoped. Sure, sure. Well, well, I'm sure that you, you know, lead a very uh, uh, busy life. But I'm, I'm curious, are there, are there other um, middle grade or young adult uh, authors or, or writers or cartoonists that, that you have a chance to read anybody that you would, that you would mention that, that, you know, people should look out for. Yeah. Um, I actually just did a, a tour, uh, or not a tour, but a, um, a, a charity event with, um, three people whose books I admire. And, uh, one was Dave Pilkey who does Captain Underpants, um, is for a little bit of a younger set than mine, but it's a uh, really sharp uh, comedy writing. And then uh, Stefan Pastis, who does Pearls Before Swine, he just came out with a middle reader uh, called Timmy's Failure, uh, which is a good good book. And then uh, Lincoln Purse, uh, who I mentioned before, of, of Big Nate, uh, who's become a, a, a longtime uh, friend of mine and uh, served as a mentor for me when I was uh, young, you know, a kid. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Jeff Kinney, author of the best-selling Diary of a Wimpy Kid books. His latest Diary of a Wimpy Kid book, Hard Luck, is in bookstores today. Jeff, thanks for taking the time to record this interview. Uh, thanks so much. Sure. Take care. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.